I'm Gregory Berg. The following morning show interview was recorded and initially broadcast back in 2008. Enjoy. Well, we are going to be talking about uh, yet another in an interesting series of book called uh, collectively The Missing Manuals. And uh, today we talk about Wikipedia, The Missing Manual, the book that should have been in the box. <laughs> and it is a book which uh, helps us understand how Wikipedia, one of the most frequently visited sites in all of the Internet, uh, functions. And it's rapidly, uh, amazingly rapid rise to prominence. And, uh, and the way in which this uh, in- incredible collaborative enterprise has, has worked so well and so much better than any of the skeptics uh, were predicting. And uh, John Broughton has uh, deep involvement with uh, Wikipedia. He is one of the busiest of its uh, registered editors with more than uh, 15,000 edits to his credit at the time that he uh, wrote this book. And um, we'll be talking with him about Wikipedia and uh, uh, what it means for the rest of the Internet and what might be ahead. And uh, I look forward to talking with him about this interesting book, which, by the way, is published by O'Reilly. Wikipedia, The Missing Manual. John Broughton, we welcome you to the morning show. Thank you for the invitation. Uh, Explain just a little further, uh, for my uh, benefit as well as our listeners, exactly what your connection with Wikipedia is and and the work that you've done for Wikipedia? Well, I'm just one of tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of editors, some of them registered, a lot of them you don't even have to register, have done edits. Um, But I started working a little over a year ago on an index for editors to keep track of all of the policies and guidelines and information reference pages and instructional pages and tutorials and tools and so on. And as the index got larger and larger, I came to two conclusions. One was that editors really needed, particularly new editors or people just starting out who who found they were interested in editing Wikipedia, really could benefit from a step-by-step book that walked them through from the very beginning of starting editing to some of the more complicated issues, such as when you get into a disagreement with another editor about content. And I also realized that because I created this index, at the time I asked O'Reilly about their interest in a book, there was over 1,000 entries. There's now over 3,000 entries. But I realized as I had created this index, I had actually written an index for the book because I'd sorted the entries into categories as well as alphabetically. So that's how I got deeply involved in Wikipedia. Uh, explain to us the actually really briefly. I think most of our listeners will certainly know what Wikipedia is. Give us the uh, forty-five second summary for uh, any of our listeners who do not know what Wikipedia is. Um, it's the largest online uh, encyclopedia on the web. It's actually in more than two hundred languages. So the book I wrote is about the English Wikipedia, not about all the others, and it's. Its distinction is it is the encyclopedia that anyone can edit. So if someone is reading an article and sees a mistake or sees something that could be added, all they need to do is click the Edit This Page uh, tab at the top of the page or preferably the Edit link for the section they're interested in improving because it's always better to edit a section than the whole article. 
and then they can go in and add that information or delete in Coronia's information. In the best of all worlds, they would actually say how they had, where they'd found that, they'd cite a source. Um, and that's part of what the book's about, is to encourage people and tell them how to do that, because unfortunately a lot of people, when they add information, um, it may be right, it may be wrong, but they don't say where they got it. Hmm. You called yourself a registered editor of Wikipedia. Tell us what that distinction means. It's not very hard. You click on uh, create a login, I believe, uh, that's link that's on the uh, upper right-hand corner of the page, and you basically pick a username and editor name, and um, I think you have to prove that you're not a, um, an automated program by, uh, by, you know, there's an image up there. You have to type uh, what the image is, and that's about it. You don't have to give an email address. You don't have to pay. Um, what it really the benefit there are a lot of benefits to it. One of them is that um, it keeps all your edits together. So if you're interested in a particular article that you've edited, you can go and see what you've done to it. It's much harder if you're not registered. Um, you can monitor articles to see when they change, and then go in and take a look and see whether the change was good or not. So registered editor and anonymous IP editor, those are the two different categories. Um, not very hard to become a registered editor. It's been done more than 7 million times on the English Wikipedia. Um, but that's the difference. You know, it's, it's interesting, as you were describing this process, which I, I had some acquaintance with already, I'm reminded of the experience of uh, reading the NPR Guide to Classical Music or How to how Listeners Should Build a Classical Library mm -hmm. title, something like that, and I interviewed the author for this program. And as I read this book... I remember a, a fairly significant error jumping out at me about the opera singer Kirsten Flagstead and what opera was her farewell vehicle at the Met or something like that. But I absolutely knew without a doubt that that he was wrong, that this was a, a, a simple error, uh, but an important one. And I don't know that I exactly felt it at the time. And now as I think about Wikipedia, I've, I feel this sort of latent <laughs> uh, frustration all these months later that, uh, that you can pick up a book, a normal book off the shelf, see a, a terrible error, and, and essentially not be able to do anything about it. Right. And the beauty of Wikipedia, the way that it is set up, is that uh, as you read something, if you find something that in fact is not at all right... Uh, there is a means by which you can uh, do something about it. Instant gratification. Um, it's, again, helpful to put a source in because you're not only interested in, in improving the article, you're interested in your improvement actually sticking. And if you cite a source, then there's a whole lot better chance that it's going to stay because removing sourced information is considered highly improper unless the source isn't a very good one. You're not, for example, supposed to cite a blog or a discussion forum, for example, as a source. But yes, the, the gratification aspects, or if, you, if you're really interested in a topic, uh, maybe you even built a web page about it, and you look at Wikipedia and it's not as good, well, now you could share that information by actually improving the article, and probably a lot more people are, well, there's a good chance a lot more people are going to find Wikipedia than your, than your website, but even if that's not true, there's going to be more people because they're, they're reading Wikipedia and your website. So yeah, it's a I think that feature, the fact that there's no editorial review, no approvals, no screening, those sort of things, really for is why is one of the big underlying uh, factors in, in Wikipedia's success is that um, people really 
like to see what they did there and visible for everybody. Hmm. Of course, that is also the heart and soul of what uh, fueled the criticism of skeptics. In your introduction, you say, uh, why expect quality articles if everyone, the university professor and the 12-year-old middle school student, has equal editing rights? And indeed, we do hear of certain, thankfully, isolated cases in which uh, some things have gone uh, on the pages of Wikipedia that should not have been there in the first place. I mean, be they honest mistakes or, uh, or even uh, pranks and, and, uh, and I guess you could call it sort of cyber vandalism. Mm-hmm. Just tell us a little bit about uh, how much Wikipedia has experienced this sort of thing since uh, being created in 2001. Well, it, it really, it, it's certainly an issue. Um, there are things called wiki projects where a bunch of editors get together and work on a particular set of topics. And there's a little internal newsletter that comes out every week within the Wikipedia community um, that mentioned, that interviewed somebody involved, a couple people I think involved in the professional wrestling wiki project. These are people who are really into professional wrestling, and so they go and they fix up and improve articles and work together. And, um, and they mentioned a couple times in the interview that they spend a lot of time uh, reverting vandalism in professional wrestling articles. If they didn't spend that much time, they could actually have more time to fix it. So yes, there is a problem with with um, with vandalism, uh, a less of a problem, I think, with with pranks or people deliberately trying to put bad information in. Um, and and Wikipedia has various levels of defenses. There are software bots, they call them, that actually pick out the most egregious uh, vandalism and revert it. Those sort of things last about 20 seconds or so on a page before they're they're fixed. Uh, the software makes it very easy to to reverse a, uh, an edit by another editor. Um, that's a bad fact when you come into edit wars where people are reversing each other's edits, but it's generally a good thing. Um, and people monitor articles. People uh, monitor every edit that's made, or at least try to monitor every edit that's made. Um, so I, I, the bottom line is is that the quality's not bad, the quality's far from perfect, and it's important to be skeptical about what you read. Well, and if you're writing a research paper, Wikipedia <laughs> uh, needs to be used, in a sense, sparingly, maybe to initially explore a topic, but yeah. certainly should not be treated as uh, the same thing as much more substantial and trustworthy material. Right. And that's one of the reasons why you can measure the quality of an article by the number of footnotes and the number of sources cited, which are also the ones that you would follow if you want to get something you could both cite and read in more detail. Hmm. Wikipedia, the goal of Wikipedia is not to capture all of the information in the universe. It's just to to provide a, a, a generally a higher level um, uh, overview. I use a rule of thumb, I'm not sure how closely I follow it, that you don't want to ever take more than 5 or 10% of an article from a newspaper or magazine and put it into Wikipedia because besides the copyright issues uh, involved, you're also getting down into the details that, that really um, get in the way of a reader getting a better sense of kind of the overview. So it is an encyclopedia. I mean, it, it, it certainly, the model out there is Encyclopedia Britannica. I mean, uh, you know, if every article in, in Wikipedia were that quality, um, 
you know, the world, it would be an incredible thing. <laughs> we had kind of a funny real-life experience with Wikipedia uh, just last night, uh, <laughs> right after my wife uh, killed a centipede, which <laughs> appeared under our dog's food dish in the kitchen. Uh, she kind of wondered then, for some reason, do centipedes have 100 legs? Okay. I mean, is that what we call them, centipedes? And so, of course, what I do is go right to Wikipedia and didn't know what to expect under the heading of centipede. I did not expect to find as extensive and detailed an article as I did with all kinds of photographs and this and that. And unfortunately, it, it was all but impossible to glean from all of that information the answer to my fairly basic question. And in a sense, although d depending on, on, on why you're looking up centipedes in the first place, that really detailed article might be helpful, but... You know, in my case, I would have welcomed it being a, a much shorter, simpler article. Uh, it would have been easier to navigate in that respect. Right, and and so the you know I'm looking at it right now here, and there's there really isn't any discussion, and it would be nice in the first opening lead set, the causal lead section, to to talk about where that where that name came from. But you're, but you're right about um, natural science articles, um, species, that sort of thing. There are some phenomenal articles. People love to take pictures here, and the pictures are, uh, you know, free. It doesn't cost you anything to take a picture of a centipede, as opposed to say it's very difficult to take a picture of a celebrity and put it in a in an article. Um, so yeah, those are those are kind of kind of neat. Um, and, and the only thing I can suggest to readers like you who get frustrated about what seems to be obviously missing information is to click the tab there's a tab at the top of an article called Discussion and go on over to the Discussion page and at the very top, of, I won't walk you through all the details, there's a little plus sign which means add a new uh, section. And if you click on that and then basically type in your question, say, hey, the article doesn't cover this and I'd really like to, could somebody add that? There's actually a fairly good chance somebody will, because people who are interested in the article and monitor also monitor that discussion page. But, um, yeah, sometimes people who are so close to a subject, they really, really know the subject, they don't think about the more basic questions that a reader would have. And, and eventually that, that changes. If somebody puts in the answer, it'll probably stick. Um, but it is curious, yes. Hmm. We're speaking with John Broughton about his book, Wikipedia, The Missing Manual, the book that should have been in the box. So really, uh, although we could read this book and, and have some understanding of how best to use Wikipedia, more than anything, uh, your, your book seems to offer uh, some really good help for somebody who would like to participate in Wikipedia and yes. do some of this editing. One of your suggestions is uh, for people to uh, seek out something which is called the sandbox. Tell us about that. The sandbox, and in the left-hand side, there's a search box, and the book talks about topic, talk, yeah, uh, typing in shortcuts. So the shortcut for the sandbox, uh, all in capitals, uh, though it's probably a little bit uh, willing, uh, able to handle varieties of that. Anyway, if you type in WP colon sand, all one word, and type go, you end up in the sandbox. And the sandbox is a place where anybody can edit. Um, if you're a registered editor, you can also create your own personal sandbox. It's just an extra page. And it's a place to practice. It's a place to type things and see how things work um, so that you don't do that in actual real live articles, which 
uh, is not a is not a good thing. Um, and and the ch- the book does in fact start out in the first chapter by a couple of examples of editing the sandbox, and then after you've registered, and that's the third chapter, it shows you how to create your own personal page, your own personal sandbox. And that's a place to practice. How do you uh, how do you um, add an image to an article? How do you put a category on an article? How do you do a footnote? Those sort of things. Um, so it's a, it's a great place to practice um, where you're not going to hurt anything, and nobody's going to come along and scold you for having uh, done something wrong. Hmm. Um, yeah, one of the nice things about Wikipedia. Right. Now, of course, it is possible to do things wrong once you do them for real, and uh, you devote a few pages to something uh, that you call edit conflicts. Mm-hmm. What sorts of conflicts tend to uh, emerge when, when someone uh, edits an article for Wikipedia? Well, part of it depends upon the level of passion that, art, that editors bring to the article, and um, part of it depends upon... Um, well, that's actually the most the most common thing. If you make a mistake, somebody will fix it. They'll usually leave you a nice note or a comment in the edit uh, summary of the edit that fixed your edit. And one of the things about Wikipedia that's a philosophy is all you're trying to do is improve an article. You're never trying to get it perfect. If you do something that improves it, even though you part of it's a mistake, somebody comes along and fixes that. Edit conflicts are more troublesome. I mean, um, I was reading a, or actually watching a CNN video uh, about the edit uh, conflicts. Or, I'm sorry, the um, the edits uh, uh, disputes, the editorial disputes over um, the candidates, presidential candidates, Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton, John McCain, and. There are just lots of people who heard something, read something, they think it's a fact, it's not, it's an opinion, and they want that in the article. And um, there are a number of ways to deal with to deal with that. If you're not into a high-volume one, you basically go to the discussion page and you talk it out. You work on trying to get consensus. You acknowledge that if the other person has a good source, that that information probably does go into the article, and you question perhaps how much goes in, but some goes in. Uh, if they don't have a good source, then you explain that, point to the guidelines and policy. And although at any given time there's probably 100 or 200 hotspots in Wikipedia where there are vigorous discussions going on, generally these things get resolved. People read the rules and they, they follow the rules, and if they don't, eventually they get asked to leave or made to leave. So it's a, it, this is one of the puzzles about Wikipedia is how do you manage to get consensus, rough consensus, when in fact you're never going to see the person you're disputing an article with face-to-face. Hmm. Um, they may be in an entirely different country. Um, they certainly will come into it with different uh, opinions. And the amazing thing about it, again, is that um, these almost always get resolved without having to call in um, – the big sticks, but there are a few around if, if necessary. Hmm. That was John Broughton, the author of Wikipedia, The Missing Manual, published by Wiley back in 2008. I'm Gregory Berg.